hello, hello. It's Max with Living to the Max here to help you guys live to the max again with Max Bearstow here giving you some max moments. Okay, so hi, um, <laughs> it's Max. <laughs> Uh, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. As you can see, it's a fun place to be. Uh, we love to laugh and as in we, I mean me because I don't actually know if people listen to this podcast or not. Anyways, new episodes every Monday. Let's get into giving. So right now I'm in Massachusetts. <laughs> Two very different things, Thanksgiving in Massachusetts. Okay, so I'm in Massachusetts, originally from California, as most of you know, um, and I'm here visiting family love them love them so so much and it's been really nice to just get away and you know not be working so much (laughs) and take a break so yeah i'm here and i've noticed that uh, my family has a tendency to give a lot and it's beautiful it's a wonderful thing and i see it in myself as well i love to give i love to pay for my friends dinners when i can i love to buy little gifts little trinkets send my friends little little messages of gratitude and whatnot. I love to give. I love to do things for strangers, little active services here and there. You know, we all love helping people. And that is such a beautiful thing because helping people is is so important. But with your giving, I want you to ask yourself if you are giving selfishly. Do you identify as a giver? Do you have a tendency to overgive sometimes? I'm assuming that everyone has their hand up right now. Everyone gives, everyone is a giver, everyone over gives, right? I get it. We've been socialized to nurture, especially as women. We've been socialized to nurture, to give, and then give some more, right? Even if even if the tank is empty, we've been socialized to just constantly give because that's the selfless thing to do and that's the good thing to do. You're a good person if you give and give and give and give. We take pride in this. We take pride in being a giver. But what if I told you that your overgiving is actually disguised as a form of taking? There are different motivations behind giving. So let's get into this. Your gift may appear the same on the outside, but it's it's the root of the gift that we need to get into. If that's what the root of the gift creates the energy around it. So what what is motivating your desire to give? There are four about four different ways that you could be motivated to give. So here's number one. Do you give from a place of insecurity where you're overcompensating to earn validation? Ooh, ooh, that's a big one right there. Do you give from a place of insecurity where you're overcompensating to earn validation? And number two, do you give from a place of scarcity where you might be constantly running through the mental calculation of what the person you're giving owes you now that you've given to them and what they owe you or what you owe them once they give to you? Do you constantly go through that little battle in your head every time you give a gift or receive a gift? Number three, do you give from a place of manipulation where the reason for your giving is for personal gain? That's manipulation right there. Or if the gift that you give indebts someone or gives you power or control over someone, that's manipulation. And number four, which is what we're all striving for, is to give from a place of abundance. Do you give from a place of abundance? You give out of love regardless of how the other person receives it. And even if you don't get credit, you give without expectations and without keeping tabs. Okay, so let's unpack all of this. If the root of your giving is insecurity, scarcity, or personal gain, 
slash manipulation, you are not truly giving. You are withdrawing energy from the recipient of your gift. This is a selfish act, okay? It's not giving because you are still taking their energy. And we're all guilty of this. And I won't sit here and act high and mighty. No, hell no. I've done this before 100%. I've given gifts just for the sake of giving gifts. I've given gifts so that people will think more highly of me. I've done that 100%. But now that you're aware of it, now you can create change. We can only create change once we're aware of something, right? Self-awareness is everything. (laughs) It's important that you start to recognize that what the real intention is behind your gift. Are you giving a gift just to give a gift? Just because it's Christmas? Just because it's Valentine's Day? If it's not coming from a pure place, take a pause and reassess if you should move forward with the gift. And I'm not saying don't get your best friend a birthday present. I'm saying give them a gift that you think would be pure. And it doesn't, I'm not talking just gifts. I'm talking all giving in general. I'm talking doing someone's laundry. I'm talking giving someone a car wash. I'm talking giving the homeless man a dollar, right? And now on the other side of giving is taking. Making sure that your intentions are pure when you are giving a gift will make both parties more happy energetically. When you give a gift from a place of abundance and you don't care if you get credit for it, you don't care what the other person says when you give them that gift, then that is pure and you are helping both parties involved because have you ever felt like when you received a compliment or someone did you a favor or you got a gift have you ever felt uneasy did you sense something was off and instead of like being really happy when you got the gift or compliment or they did a favor for you you felt this sinking feeling in your gut or anxiety well this might have been the case where the person who was giving to you was not well-intentioned and you subconsciously sensed it. That person appeared to be giving to you but was actually taking your energy because their intentions were impure. Isn't that fascinating? I know all of you out there can relate to this because we've all felt uneasy when receiving a compliment, especially if you receive a compliment from someone who you really didn't want to, right? Like, that weird old man at the train station's like, oh, hey, pretty lady. And you're like, I feel terrible. Or if someone gives you a backhand compliment too, or if someone does something for you and now you feel like, oh, I feel obligated to like be this person's friend or talk to them or whatever. That's because they are coming from a place of either insecurity, scarcity, or for personal gain. That one sink in for a second. Because we have all experienced this where other people have given to us and we have felt terrible. Now reflect back on the last time you gave for something. Did you give because you wanted to, I don't know, you wanted them to look up to you? You wanted them to think highly of you? Now a lot of us have been conditioned to give. To give, to give, to give in order to earn love because at your core, you believe that you're only lovable if you're useful. And I am guilty of this. I have been conditioned as a woman in this society that I need to give with my entire core in order to be loved. And that is simply not true. And it's so sad because we we all feel this, right? We all feel that love is something to, to be earned not something that is just something that's expected with this life. No, I feel like a lot of people, myself included, feel that we need to earn our love and that love is kind of like work. (laughs) 
and we only get it if we're useful. So we give and we give and we give even if we don't have anything to give. And we give because we don't want people to look down on us. We give because we want people to look up to us. We give because we're overcompensating and we want validation. We give because they gave earlier, so now we need to give. We give because someone gave to us and we immediately need to return the favor or even one-up them. In these moments, check in with yourself. Check in with your intention to see what the root of your giving is. Is it coming from a place of insecurity, a place of scarcity, a place of manipulation, a place of personal gain, or is it coming from abundance where you don't care? You literally don't care. You see they get the gift, they hate it, you don't care because you got to give. You see that... (laughs) You gave because you wanted to, not because it was their birthday, not because it's Christmas. You gave because you really, from your heart, you saw it in the store and you're like, ah, yes, that's it right there. You gave because you had some extra time and you typed out a sincere paragraph and you sent it to your best friend because they needed a little pick-me-up. You gave because you wanted to leave a stranger $100 on the subway. You gave because you don't care. You gave regardless of if you get credit. You pay for the person behind you in the coffee line. You don't care if they pay for the person behind them or not. Now let's talk about receiving. I'm going to list off some things. and I just want you to make a little mental note. Just say yes or no if you do this, okay? Right, here we go. I am uncomfortable counting on others to meet my needs. I do not ask anything from anyone. I feel shame around having needs or being needy. When I am presented with a gift, psychological, spiritual, or physical, I don't feel comfortable accepting because I'm afraid that I will be indebted to the person or doubt their intentions for giving to me. I feel resentful of others for taking too much from me. I feel my tank is often empty from tending to the needs of everyone else. I find myself overinvested in relationships. If someone gives to me, I feel the need to balance it out immediately or even give them back more. I'm uncomfortable when someone compliments me. If you answered yes to any of these scenarios, it may be possible that you have a blockage in receiving. This is a subconscious defense mechanism that prevents you from receiving openly. Giving and receiving are part of the same circuit. You can't have one without the other. You may have the belief that it's generous to give, and it is, but you also need to add the belief that it's generous to receive. If you do not receive, you rob someone else's ability to complete the circuit and flow between the two of you stops. One of the reasons you may have difficulty receiving is because you may be confusing receiving with taking. There's a negative connotation to being a taker. It's important to understand the difference between the two. Takers take without any intention of giving in return. Well, unless there's something in it for them. Receivers, on the other hand, don't have agendas or think in a transactional way. Instead, they understand the energy flow that happens between the two people when giving and receiving occurs. With a conscious establishment in abundance and love, not lack, a person receiving accepts what is being given because they believe they are worthy of receiving. That's pretty deep right there. That's pretty big. Some of the reasons that you may be resistant to receiving is because you want control. To receive means to be vulnerable and vulnerability can be a big trigger or a big fear. 
being in the giving position offers a feeling of control. You are the one doing the favors. You're the one taking care. You are the one providing. By refusing to receive, you think you're maintaining a power position, which might feed your ego, but not your soul. Another reason you may be resistant to receiving is because deep down you don't feel worthy of love. You logically understand that you deserve love, but you have a subconscious belief that you are unworthy of it. And this may materialize in the form of sabotaging healthy relationships and clinging to people who reinforce those feelings of unworthiness. Whether someone is giving you a compliment, gift, or loving act of kindness, you can't absorb it. You You may develop the ability to fake gratitude, but deep down, you don't feel deserving of the love and support of the gift. You may gloss over it, deflect it, or reject it. And this is the reason that I believe that I resist receiving so much is because not receiving is a defense mechanism to keep yourself from getting too intimate with someone. For a relationship to deepen, there needs to be connection. And for there to be connection, there needs to be a flow of both giving and receiving. It's like a circuit. If you're only giving or only receiving, you're short-circuiting the connection. When you block receiving, you block connection, which keeps you from getting close and intimate with someone. If you find yourself having a hard time receiving, ask yourself, is at the root of it, you're actually afraid of letting someone get too close to you. And I, (laughs) I can relate to that a lot because I, I mean, you guys know I'm really open. I I love to talk about myself, (laughs) who doesn't? And I love to be open, but it's hard for me to really open up, you know, really go deep down. There are things that I keep for myself, you know? Like I said earlier, I love to pay for my friends. I love to pay when we go out to dinner, we get food. I love to pay, like, anytime we go out anywhere. And (laughs) I, I need to let people give to me. I need to be okay with accepting their genuine gifts and I need to let other people pay for me if they want to when we go out to eat or if we get something. And I have no problem (laughs) letting like my mom pay for my food. (laughs) But when it comes to my friends, I do. And shout out to Miss McKenna. I know you're listening. I love you. I'll let you pay. I know I've paid like the last three times we've gone out to eat. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I'm just realizing this now that I I do have a problem with letting people get too close to me because I do feel out of power and I do feel an imbalance in myself, but I, I am working on it and because I'm aware of it. And once you're aware of it, you can work on it, right? Okay, now let's get into how to start accepting receiving because now that we've realized that it's kind of hard for us to receive or that we've been giving from a place of uh, insecurity or personal gain or not from a place of abundance, now how do we start accepting receiving? How do we start accepting gifts and whatnot? Let's start with something small. Just start by accepting compliments. When someone compliments you, do you deflect, downplay, disagree, or minimize it? When someone says, I love your outfit, do you respond, oh, this, I got it on sale. It's it's a handy down. I don't even care. <laughs> Next time someone compliments you, pause to take the words in, listen to what's being said, feel the love and positivity behind them, and then say thank you. Articulate your thanks and accept the compliment. Even if you don't want to receive the compliment, the first step is saying thank you. Give yourself permission to feel the discomfort, even if it's not a very comfortable thing. And I'm not 
we're not talking about the old man at the gas station. We're talking about your friend saying that she loves your outfit. Another thing to start becoming conscious of is noticing how you react when someone does something for you, when someone gives to you, whether it's their time, gift, energy, or effort. Simply accept the gift. Simply accept it when it comes your way. If you feel the urge to immediately give back, remind yourself that it is generous to give. Give someone the opportunity to give to you. That is a gift in itself. And another great thing you can start to do is asking people to do things for you. Practice asking someone to help you. Intimacy requires balance. If you can't give, you can't get intimate. If you can't receive, you can't get intimate. Intimacy requires balance to grow and sustain in a healthy way. You cannot be intimate with your friends. You cannot be intimate with your significant other. You cannot be intimate with anyone that you want to be. You cannot get close to them if you do not allow yourself to receive or to give from a place of abundance not mean that you keep score or play tit for tat. There will be a natural fluctuation in all relationships where you may be more on the receiving or giving end at certain times, but overall there is a balance. And if that balance doesn't come naturally, dysfunction will form, showing up in resentment, disconnection, and power struggles. I really hope that all of you take time today to reflect on how you give, how you receive, what, where it comes from, the energy that you put behind both actions. This is what I have for you this week. I hope that you all resonated in some way. You were able to take something out of this. I know this is a very big topic um, and it's, I could dive into it. I could talk about this for days, giving and receiving, honestly. But this is what I got for you today. Uh, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. New episodes out every single Monday. You can follow the podcast at Living to the Max Pod on Insta. You can follow me and my cute face at Max Bearstow. You can see what I get up to and 75 hard updates. Speaking of the 75 hard, it's going good. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm here in Massachusetts um, and it's, I know gym which is kind of nice uh so my body isn't super sore but i've been taking walks and hikes and that's been really fun i do that back home as well but i go to the gym five days a week which is not fun <laughs> but i still do it so it's been really nice to like be out in nature for a few hours every day here um especially since it's so green and it's so lush and you know we had rain the first three days we were here and it was just absolutely beautiful since we don't get much rain out in california um uh, yeah so the 75 heart is going really good uh as of right now i'm on like day 32 by the time this gets out i'll be on like day 37 which is like halfway through whoa high five to future max <laughs> And you know that if you listen to the end of every episode, you get a little secret or tidbit from Max's life, and here it is. Since I am here visiting family, I thought I would share a secret related to my family. So one time I was here in New England visiting my family as usual. My brother wanted to go up to Vermont um, to go to this national forest, I think, and we ended up getting Loki stranded. So my brother wanted to stop at this creek area and so we all got out of the car and we ended up locking the keys in the car. So we had to break the window open with a rock. My brother was throwing like a decent sized rock at the window, like bigger than the size of my head type of rock. 
and he had to throw it like at least five times. If I can find the video, I will post it on my Instagram. But it was insane. Yeah, glass was everywhere, completely shattered the window. Props to him for getting it open. Uh, but that's not even the last part of the story. So the window is broken open. We just we just don't have a window anymore because we're in rural Vermont, no service, no nothing. So <laughs> the window is now open. We get in the car, we're doing our thing. Alex wants to go explore some more, not a problem. The car battery dies. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, right? Uh, some locals ended up jumping our car. The seven-year-old boy ended up jumping our car for us with his mom. But he, like, did all the work. It was crazy. They offered us granola bars. Excellent time. An amazing time. This story is... I love this story so much. I could talk about it for for plenty of time. But I know this is supposed to be, like, a 30-second secret. And I'm going on, like, two minutes here. Okay. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week. And have an excellent, excellent time living your life to the max. Bye.